This podcast is for mature audience only. Once you have confirmed you are mature, ask yourself, are you in the correct space physically and mentally to hear my pettiness, corny jokes, colorful language, and quote-unquote wokeness? I am not for speakerphone or work. All of this is for entertainment purposes only. I implore you to do your research, consult your spirit teams, and or other professionals before co-signing to my opinions. Now that our expectations align, get in line with moments and cue. Hey, hi, it's me, Mama Q. I welcome you to Moments in Q. In Q today, hi, why, black business, let's get him to this business thing, and kinky or nah. Hi, why, I give you the greeting of the day and tell you why you should keep listening to this podcast. Happy Black History Month to all my black people. Whoop, whoop. Also, happy early Valentine's Day or Allentine's A for those that's not going to receive the V or the D. In all seriousness, I hope that you receive all the love that you desire for yourself and others this month and going forward. This episode, I will talk about two black historical women I recently learned about. I will also give you updates on my business and bring awareness to labels that could help you as you navigate the dating scene. I make some small tweaks to the podcast to make it perfect and consistent by my standards. I will continue to read off my script to stay focused and prevent rambling. As always, continue to bear with me. Girl, I'm almost there. Black business. I highlight a black business to bring awareness in my experience with said business. Unless I say it, it isn't a paid ad. I am open to paid ads, but I definitely want to highlight black businesses during this segment. There's enough money for all of us to get it. However, I feel like black businesses do not get enough of it. So if I can help bring awareness and bring in more customers and supporters, that makes me happy. All right. Black women do. Leaders of the African diaspora by Kaziah Ridgeway and illustrated by Mia. S. Shaw. So here's the synopsis of the book. Black women do amazing things every day, but we'd never know if history had its way. So turn the pages to see how black women have always been amazing and carefree. This book uses poetry to tell the stories of queens, artists, freedom fighters, and teachers too. You'll too be inspired to do when you're through. Okay, so I met Kaziah in the early 2000s, and just like Dash from the previous episode, I am so thankful that I can continue to follow her as well. Um, I also did a whole lot of research because I felt like I did not do justice with talking about my previous black businesses, so I am going to ensure that I do way better in researching. I know I don't have to talk about my ups and downs, but huh. Whatever, I'm going to keep it real and hope that you too can see the progress that I have made over the episodes. All right, back to the book. Over the years, Kaziah has educated her followers on black history, right? This book continues her brand with highlighting black women. I want to highlight Hosina Makal and Louisa Mahin. I am 20% positive that I said their names correctly. If the off chance that I did not say it correctly, please do not hesitate to correct me because, boy, I do not like it when people mispronounce my name. So I definitely don't want to do it to these amazing women. OK, so Michael fought for women's rights and encouraged women to join the War of Mozambique's independence. Sadly, she died at the age of 25 before she could see Mozambique's independence. Side note, please do not confuse her with Hosina Z. Michael, who is still alive and her stepfather was Nelson Mandela. Let me tell you, when I was Googling, because I had never heard of Michael's name before, I was like, 
this math is literally not math. And her stepfather was Nancy Mandela, and she was born in the 70s. Like, mm. so then I found out. So please don't make the same mistake I made, okay? Maheen was an Afro-Brazilian and Islam practitioner. She was a key player and strategist in the Malhiz revolt. So that was in um, Brazil. So, you know, they speak Portuguese. Again, I am 20% positive that I pronounced that correctly. All right. So Maheen, she distributed messages in Arabic. Thanks to Kazaya, I also learned that 30% of the enslaved Africans in the Americas were Muslim and could read and write in Arabic. And that was monumental when the enslaved were trying to fight for their freedom because not too many people could read Arabic. Now, this is where I get happy with learning this, but also aggravated because in my studies of black history, which with me, it's always been the same key figures. And then when I got to college, I do not remember learning that much about um, Arabic people and or Islams within um, the enslavement of the United States of America, sadly, but true. And so um, I was happy to learn that this exists because of, again, and we can blame white supremacy and those who wants to follow Christianity about the fact that all they talk about was Christianity. And I just never knew that that existed. So that was awesome. So here's some more things that I wanted to let y'all know. Brazil has three times as many black people in comparison to the U.S. because 40 percent Africans were trafficked to Brazil. So I hope that this was very interesting for you and that encourages you to want to read more about these two women and definitely support the black authors and illustrator of this book as they inclusively educate us about Africans and Africans of the diaspora. All right. Kaziah's info will be in the show notes. Let's get hip to this business thing. I'm a budding businesswoman. <laughs> I will talk about the current status of my business and let you know it's more than just a Facebook meme and a few dollars. I have two things to share that's wonderful news. First off, my boo thing, my sugar daddy, love of my motherfucking life, surprised me with the donation to this podcast. And the reason it surprised me is because he is currently out of the country, but yet he's still thinking about me and supporting me on my dreams. So when I messaged him about it, he was like, use a fake name. And I'm like, no, because people need to know that. You are supportive. I think that is great for people to talk about the support that they get from family members, lovers and friends. And so you're my boo thing, of course. And he's like, make sure you do it for 20 minutes. I'm like, OK, that is one thing that I'm not going to do. I can probably give you three minutes. OK, so thank you again to my boo thing, my boo thing for your continued support of my dreams. I love you. I miss you. And I know it's only been a few days, but. Each day passes that makes it closer to me seeing you again. Now, if y'all want to do um, some shout outs, well, if you want me to give you some shout outs, you'll see in the show notes, you can subscribe to my Patreon and my podcast page so you can do a donation and get a shout out. Now, the second thing is, y'all, I received my trademark certificate for my business. So when you talk about High Q LLC, you better put an R on my name. Let me tell y'all. <sighs> It was a very long, expensive journey, but so worth it. And it's like the little things 
of my on me making like tradeway within my business that encouraged me to keep chugging along. So I have that certificate. I have a logo and a slogan. You may or may not have seen it on my social media. I am waiting to receive a trademark certificate for that. After I receive that, then there should not be any more trademarks that I should be vying for. Now, in a future episode, I would love to talk about my journey with doing a trademark and or listening to other people talk about them because I feel like it's not talked about that much. Or maybe I'm just in the wrong circles, but I do encourage y'all. I know that it can be expensive, but I encourage y'all to like put a R on the back of your business or your slogan, your logos, all of that, because we've had enough things stolen from us. We don't need our ideas and our businesses stolen. Okay. Kinky or nah, I'm a proud kinkster of the BDSM community. Let me tell you about this lifestyle to see if you want to come over to the dark side. We got candles. These orientations I'm going to discuss aren't kinky, but I think that's that's the best way for me to put it within this segment and also a good chunk of kinky BDSM people that I know, they identify with these orientations. So I learned about these orientations a few years ago. Ace, which is better known as asexuality, and Arrow, which is better known as aromantic. Now, both of these orientations have spectrums. I identify as an aromantic. I took this quiz of sorts. Well, maybe rubric. Uh, can't think of the word, but we're going to go with rubric. So anyway, this kinky friend I had posted in this kinky group chat and was like, you know, ways to identify yourself. And um, I saw aromantic and romantic. And I was like, okay, I know what romantic is, but what's aromantic? And so I looked it up and upon the definition, I was like, okay, I identify as that. Now, currently, um, I still do identify with that. But I might have to unpack it in my head and or with my therapist to see if I still am a romantic because of my current partner. Okay, but I want to let you know how I feel when I talk about a romantic and you can understand possibly why I might want to unpack this some more with my therapist. All right. And don't worry, I'm not going to go too far off the deep end because you didn't consent to like hear me unpack these things with my therapist. All right. Okay. So when you talk about being aromantic, that means you don't experience romantic attraction. And for me, romance makes me uncomfortable seeing um, people do romantic gestures, regardless of their orientation, kissing and hugging. is just weird to me. I always want to close my eyes and act like a little kid. Okay. And on top of that, that's not really my bag, like kissing in public. No. And just kissing period. Don't like it. Okay. So for me, I can possibly drop my draws quicker than wanting to do the stereotypical PDA that couples do receiving roses and going on these romantic dates, like looking at these romance movies that they have. Even when I was younger, I always made me want to roll my eyes and quote unquote regurgitate because I'm like, ew, it's really not like that. I do hold my partner's hand. We do go out on dates and we do say that we love each other. His main love language is physical touch and a tie for my second love language is quality time and acts of service. My first one is affirmations. So for me, I don't want to make this relationship as far as um, giving um, to him. I don't want to make it just one sided. I want to love him the way that he wants to be loved. So because I know and of course I consent to it, no coercion at all, but because I know that. 
Uh, physical touch is his love language is number one. I have no problem with like hugging him, holding his hands. We we kiss every now and again, but like I don't mind doing these physical things. And he spends quality times with me and he does things for me out the kindness of his heart. So that's the way that he wants to be loved. I give it to him and I give and I receive in return on um, the way that I want to be loved. So for me, um, I know that this possibly could sound um contradictory it is what it is it's okay um but i just say that that's the reason that i'm able to do those things with him and i still don't believe that we do anything romantic okay and on top of that these thoughts have always existed within my man in my mind i'm sorry not within my man in my mind before i got into these toxic relationships pre my boo thing okay and so it made me wonder a whole lot, like, do I really know what love is? Have I ever been in love? Do I love my current partner? And I know that I do, but trying to describe the why that I love him trips me up. And if he would do something like uber romantic, which thankfully he does not, that would just like make me feel weird. Like he was teasing me before he left that he was going to propose to me in front of all of our friends and stuff. And I'm like, no, you're not. First of all, I'm a private person. He laughs because he's like, there's nothing private about you. I'm like, it is. I might not share everything. So because I don't share everything, that's why I feel like I'm not private. Anyway, so like that gave me so much anxiety because I'm like, if you do this in front of everybody, I'm gonna have to say yes. I mean, I will say yes, but it's like, dude, like what the fuck? Not in front of everybody. That seems so weird. So that's what I mean when I say like romantic things like that. Okay. I'm happy that there is a word for this being a romantic because as you'll find out on this lovely journey with me, a lot of um, thoughts that I have is different. And because a lot of people don't subscribe to it. it. makes me feel like I'm weird and people have told me I'm very eccentric. So that's why I'm just happy to learn about this word um, because it's like, OK, I'm not the only one who goes through this. All right. So the following definitions for asexual, they're from reputable re resources such as WebMD and Trevor Project. Um so a rom romantic people have little or no romantic attraction to others. Romantic attraction means a desire to have emotional contact and interaction with the partner. While the definition of a romantic relationship varies, they may or may not feel sexual attraction. If they do not feel sexual attraction, they are a romantic asexual. I will explain asexual momentarily. OK, a romantic people can be of any sexual orientation. They may or may not fall in love and have different preferences when it comes to physical intimacy. Just know at the core, they aren't romantic in nature. Asexual, better known as ace people, remind me a bit of Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. Now, I know in certain um, commentaries, they would make fun of Sheldon um, about him not wanting, spoiler alert, <laughs> him not wanting to have sex with his girlfriend who turned into his wife in the show. But when I looked at the show, maybe about a year ago, by that time, I had known what asexuality was. So by the way that he carried himself, I was like, oh, my goodness, Sheldon is asexual. And yes, in the series, again, spoiler alert, Sheldon did end up having sex, but it wasn't at the core of who he was. Again, from my learning, because I'm not asexual, but from my learning and research, asexual people can have sex with others consensually, of course. But that's not the thing that they always want to do. Um, It's not what for lack of a better term, gets them off, okay? I really don't want to go down a rabbit hole of trying to explain what ace is because 
Unfortunately, I don't um, identify as that. And I really don't want to disrespect anybody that could be listening and saying, yo, Mama Q, that's wrong. That's wrong. So all I really want to do is just give you the definitions, which is what I just did. And I want to let you know that if you're someone that is on the spectrum of aromanticism and or asexuality, please, please reach out to me. I would love for you to explain it to me consensually, of course, and others versus me trying to explain how y'all feel. Yeah, research does help. But for me, real life context, in my opinion, helps my understanding. A thing that I like to say when it comes to just living lifestyles is that, of course, I use analogies, but this is something different. You can Google all you want, but you don't know what you don't know. Um, you'll probably hear me say this again, but when I started the BDSM lifestyle, I did research what BDSM was, what it um, encompasses of, the different verbiage, blah, blah, blah. But when I had my first play, when I played for the first time with someone, um, what happened? I had a drop and I did not know what that was. And I didn't know what aftercare was or what that would look like for me. So after I learned what a drop was and after I received my aftercare, that's when I was able to Google and learn, okay, a drop is like similar to having a withdrawal from something. You know how some people will have withdrawals of caffeine and things of that nature. That's what a, that's the best way to describe a drop. And of course, drops are different for different people. But when you finish playing, you may or may not um, desire aftercare. And that varies from the person who was given and or receiving the play. Okay. So for me, of course, with the personality that I have, I was down on myself for not researching and knowing, but I mean, I didn't know what a drop was, didn't know what aftercare was. So that's what I say with this journey and things like that is that sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And yes, I can Google um, ACE all I want to, but because I don't identify as it, I don't think that I will be able to say it. And who, to me, this, it doesn't give me the right to tell somebody else's story. Um, that's just how I think. And I think that that does help bring awareness to other people and have somebody feel like, oh my gosh, you know, this is someone who, who experiences it. This is what they go to. And of course I love learning. So yeah, for real, if there's anybody like that, let me know. Cause I think that's awesome. Okay. Okay. So I want to let you know that I think these orientations could help somebody succinctly describe who they are if you know what the words mean because we live in a microwave society so unfortunately the quicker we get to describing who we are and what we desire the quicker we can dismiss or get with those that desire and want us back the dating pool if that is something that you desire it sucks okay y'all horrible garbage all of that so i wish you luck okay if that's something that you want to go but i do also hope that these words help bring awareness and maybe it can help you identify with it if that's what you know you choose to learn more about i just want to let y'all know whatever spectrum that you're on if you do identify or you know it's fine if you don't but if you do identify on the spectrum asexuality and or aromanticism there's nothing wrong with you you are amazing just the way you are and you know i love me some music and stuff but seriously you are amazing okay Thank you for taking a moment out of your day to listen to my antics and or encouragement. If you desire more moments in Q, you can follow my IG and TikTok, Hey Hi Q. Want to support my black small business? You can visit my website, HeyHiQ.com for products and services. Hey Hi Q is spelled H-A-Y-H-I-Q-U-E-U-E. Donate to the podcast on my Buzzsprout page, Moments in Q. You can read this episode's transcripts on my Buzzsprout page as well. 
please rate, comment, subscribe, and share this episode on whichever platform you are listening to and tell all your other adult friends. You can email me to give me an AAR or to become my pen pal. My email is mamaq at heyhighq.com. Don't worry, all of these call to actions are listed in the show notes. Never forget, I'm way too busy to ever DM you first talking about your ancestors sent for me. Hey, Dent, and neither did I. Laters.